bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming on to this program, top CPC meeting laid out priorities for economic work in the second half and pledged more policy support to boost recovery. And mainland and Hong Kong stocks rallied strongly across the board today. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China will step up macroeconomic policy support in the second half of the year to further boost the nation's economic recovery, focusing on expanding domestic demand, enhancing confidence, and preventing risks, according to a key leadership meeting on Monday. China's economy is facing new challenges, mainly arising from insufficient domestic demand. Difficulties confronting some enterprises, risks, and hidden dangers in key areas, as well as a grim and complex external environment, said a statement issued following the CPC Politburo meeting. It is necessary to stick to a proactive fiscal policy and a prudent monetary policy, extend, optimize, improve, and ensure the implementation of tax and fee reductions, and give full play to the role of quantitative and structural monetary tools. It said. Strong support will be given to scientific and technological innovation, the real economy, and the development of micro, small, and medium-sized enterprises, according to the meeting. The RMB exchange rates shall be kept generally stable at an appropriate and balanced level. The meeting noted, pledging effort to invigorate the capital market and boost investor confidence. The top meeting held on Monday also emphasized that it is necessary to actively expand domestic demand and give full play to the basic role of consumption in driving economic growth. Specifically, it vowed to boost consumer spending on automobiles, electronics, and home furnishing, and promote the consumption of services such as sport, leisure, and cultural tourism. The role of government investment should be better utilized, and the issuance and utilization of local government special bonds should be accelerated. The meeting decided. It also underlined the need to map out policies and measures to promote private investment and to take more measures to stabilize the fundamentals of international trade and foreign investment. As for the property sector, the meeting noted that it is necessary to adjust and optimize policies for the real estate sector at an appropriate time to promote a stable and healthy growth of the real estate market. The meeting also urged effectively preventing and resolving local government debt risks, and formulating and implementing a package of debt reduction measures. Moving on to some regional highlights. More than 260 companies, including Tesla, Bosch, Intel, Qualcomm, SAP, Google, and Starbucks, have signed up for the China International Supply Chain Expo, the world's first supply chain-themed national exhibition. Organizer of the expo said on Monday, the CISCE, which will be held in Beijing from November 28 to December 2, aims to provide an international platform for advancing orderly and efficient industrial synergy across countries. The expo has designed five supply chains to be on display: intelligent vehicle, green agriculture, clean energy, digital technology, and healthy life chain. 
It is expected that more than 300 well-known enterprises from more than 50 countries and regions will participate in the expo, in which international exhibitors accounted for more than 20%, most of which come from the U.S. And the number of global professional buyers and visitors will reach 100,000. Shanghai was the Chinese city that manufactured the most new energy vehicles in the first six months, returning to the top of the rankings after being ousted by Xi'an in northwestern Shanxi province last year, thanks to strong sales of U.S. EV startup Tesla's Shanghai-made autos. Shanghai turned out 611,500 electric cars in the first half, while Shanxi province produced 430,000 units. According to the latest data released by the two provincial-level regions, Greater Bay Area Greater Future, South China's Guangdong Province is planning a second high-speed rail route between Guangzhou and Shenzhen to connect the airport of the two cities, reducing travel time to just 20 minutes, according to the Shenzhen government on Monday. The construction of the rail link is scheduled to begin in 2024 and be completed by 2029. The new railway route will pass through Guangzhou, Dongguan, and Shenzhen, with five stations along the way: Guangzhou North Railway Station, Guangzhou Baiyun International Airport, Yuzhou Station, Dongguan Central Station, and Shenzhen Baoan International Airport. Notably, Dongguan Central Station will be the first high-speed railway station in the downtown area of Dongguan. Enabling travel between Dongguan and the airport in Guangzhou and Shenzhen in just over 20 minutes. Hong Kong Chief Executive John Lee started his visit to Singapore, Indonesia, and Malaysia on Sunday, seeking more cooperation opportunities with these three ASEAN members while winning their support for Hong Kong's ascension to the regional comprehensive economic partnership. Lee said he will also encourage more ASEAN enterprises to expand operations in Hong Kong and explore the business potential of the Greater Bay Area by utilizing Hong Kong's professional services and financing platforms. The 13 China International Animation Copyright Fair completed on Sunday in Dongguan with over 3,500 deals signed on site or with initial intention, five times of the previous year. The fair has broken a few other records this year, with over 500 enterprises and institutions from 40 countries and regions participating, and the number of IPs in exhibition exceeding 1,500. It also attracted over 21 million views online and offline, up 300% compared to last year, while the number of professional audience increased by sixfold. Next on industry and company news, China's gold output and consumption both saw stable growth in the first half of this year. Industry data showed on Tuesday the country produced nearly 178.6 tons of gold during the period, an increase of 2.24 percent year on year. While gold consumption in China reached 554.88 tons, surging 16.4 percent year on year. Data from the China Gold Association reviewed. Shares of C-Core Technology rose after the Chinese chip designer announced it has successfully developed a new-generation automotive electronic microcontroller unit. Automotive Electronic MCU CCFC3008PT has recently passed C-Core Tech's internal testing. The company announced late yesterday. 
The products can be applied in the automotive, electronic powertrain, chassis controller, and power battery controller, and will hopefully contribute to alleviating the shortage of mid to high-end MCUs in China's new energy vehicle industry. Seacortec added. Shares in Beijing Jingxi Culture and Tourism surged as much as 7.6% today after the Chinese production house's latest blockbuster grossed 382 million yuan at the box office within four days of its release on July 23. As the main investor, Jingxi Culture has made 250 million yuan so far from the movie. The film Creation of the Gods first Kingdom of Storms, which is based on a well-known fantasy novel called Function Yan Yi, is the first in a trilogy that recreates mythical wars between humans, immortals, and demons over 3,000 years ago, and it took six years to produce and cost billions of Chinese yuan. Switching is financial news. Chinese listed firms have chipped out nearly 2 trillion yuan in cash dividends for 2022 as the majority of them have completed their profit distribution as of today. According to the latest data released by the China Association of Listed Companies, among the 3,446 companies that have announced cash dividend plans, 3,234 have already given out a payment, totaling 1.73 trillion yuan, while 150 billion yuan from 192 companies is in the pipeline. And wrapping up a quick look at the stock market, Chinese stocks rallied on Tuesday as China's leaders pledged to stimulate the vitality of domestic capital markets and adjust and optimize previous policies in a timely manner in order to bolster a weak property sector. With nearly 19 billion yuan of overseas capital flowing into the mainland markets, the benchmark Shanghai Composite rose 2.1% and the Shenzhen component gained 2.5%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index also jumped 4.1% and the tech index soared 6%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.